Hello, everyone. I am Bryn Tillman, and I am so excited to be here with Gunner Hood today as we talk about Richard Vunderblum's algorithm report. This is something that every professional social selling trainer, LinkedIn trainer, that we are on the edge waiting for right up into the t- point that he puts this out. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week, Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. Here's the thing which I'm really excited about. Richard examined more than 9,500 posts for this report with over 200 different members from 30 different countries with over 1,100 hours devoted to this research. And we're going to let you know all about it. But first, Gunnar, welcome to the show. Brent, I am super excited to be here with you because you know how I geek out about this report. And so I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you about it. Oh, I'm so darn excited. It's crazy. Um, I have been diving deep into this for days now, and we're going to rapid fire through 20 of his tips and then wars, but really quickly. I'll read them off and you share your thoughts on, on what you found in the report. Perfect. All right. Number one, more than one of a creator's post and as many as four will appear in the home feed scroll. So excited about this because what we thought was only your latest share would be in the home feed, meaning you share something and then six hours later or even the next day you share something else, it would bury the first one from the news feed. But now we're seeing as many as four can show up. But there's still a time limit that we'll talk about in a little bit of when to share. But regardless, if you have really good content that's performing well, it could stay in that newsfeed for a long period of time. Awesome. LinkedIn gives more reach to those with a large follower base and heavily active posters. So I hate to say that this is a no-brainer, right? Like this is something that you think makes ultimate sense. So obviously the more followers you have, which is a combination of connections and followers. Because if you have a connection, they're automatically following you unless they choose to unfollow you. Most people don't realize you could be connected to someone and not follow them. However, that rarely happens, right? So if you've got, the more connections you have, the more reach you're going to get. And the more you post and engage, the more reach your content will get. There's a huge change in this. But, you know, that's given more credibility now than ever before. Yeah. And, you know, if people are thinking, do I go out and connect with more people? This is a reason to go and do it, because as you increase that follower base, you're going to get more visibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Three, yep. Those in creator mode have seen an increase in reach and engagement between 15 and 25 percent, while non-content creators, which is pretty much 99% of LinkedIn users have seen a drop between 10 and 15%. I mean, this is a big deal, right? Because there's a lot of people that debate, should I be in creator mode? Should I be in the traditional mode? There are pros and cons for both. But this alone, if you are sharing content and you're a creator, being in creator mode is absolutely essential. That 
gives you a push just simply for being in creator mode. The one negative that I don't see as a negative, but a lot of people do, is it changes your connection button to a follow button. So a lot of people say, well, I'm getting a lot less connection requests, but I am getting followers, right? So you can check every few days at your newest followers and connect with the ones that make sense. So I actually highly recommend if you're sharing content, make sure you're in creator mode. But we've also talked in the past that if you don't yet have at least a thousand connections, you probably want to focus on that before you flip on creator mode. Make sure they're quality connections and then the followers will, will help you eventually. Yeah, I love that. Number four. Four. Followers who engage on content will see the content more often and content creators who have many people ringing their bell have a higher engagement rate and reach. So this is a big deal, right? Followers who engage on your content will continue to see your content. Now we need to build that, right? So let's say I share a great piece of content. So Teddy shares this great piece of content and he's like, you know what? I have five clients out there that I would, I think could get some real value from it. When Teddy shares that content with his clients or his prospects and they engage on that, the next time he posts, they're much more likely to see it. So a couple things in mind, and there's a whole strategy that we're not going to get into today, but that I'm working on around this concept, which is get lots of people to engage on something that may have nothing to do at all with your business, but has to do something that they're really, really interested in. And then the next time when you share a resource that leads to your business, they're likely to see it, but you're inviting them to engage on something that has nothing necessarily to do with you. So it's around what they love. So keep that in mind, right? And invite people to ring your bell. I see some folks, so your bell is if you are connected to someone, there is a little bell and you could be following them, but you still don't have the bell. The Once you ring the bell, every time they post, it will go into your notifications. It's not like you have to wait to randomly see it in your homepage feed. We want people to ring your bell, but a lot of people don't know about it. So if you're a content creator and sharer, some people have ring my bell with an arrow in their, their banner. I have it in my headline right? But you want to encourage people that are engaging with your content to have them ring your bell. Number five was a bit of a surprise that dwell time is less important and shorter posts and sliders are in favor, especially slides that have seven slides in them uh, for a slider. Yeah. So I absolutely am shocked at the dwell time because when dwell time came out as being a real um, statistic, I thought it made the most amount of sense because we've got these lurkers, lots of people that are not necessarily liking or engaging. Are they, but, and we have all these views, but are they hanging out or are they just there for three seconds and keep moving? Right. So I loved the idea of dwell time. The fact that I don't think it's gone, but it's lost its juice a little bit 
makes me a little sad. However, there are a lot of things that could contribute to that, including, and we'll get into some other areas, that created more dwell time than maybe was warranted. And we'll talk about some of those. But for this particular case, it's saying your sliders, right? Those PowerPoint sliders, those eBooks are, if you have... That's a perfect number is seven slides. So if you do a lot of five tip things, right? So you have a cover page, five tips, and then a call to action page. We've got the seven pages that seems to get the best algorithm juice. I call them points, but I don't know. Um, I made that up. So, I mean, what I take out of this is that sliders are true indicators of engagement with a post compared to just you could have your LinkedIn page open and be on a post and walk away. And that may be why dwell time is less important than you're actively engaging with the slider by clicking on that forward or backward button. That's a brilliant observation. So. I love that. There are a couple other things too in here that I find interesting, but that is a big one. That's good. All right, right where are we? Six. Number six. 90 minutes is the new deciding factor. So years ago, we all told everybody, engagement in the first hour. And then Richard's last report was two hours. But now it's you've got 90 minutes to get comments, reactions. And by the way, asking people to react by, sh by instead of just thumbs up, by using other emojis like the curious guy or the insights button supposedly gets more points. So just doing it, get, so think about if you want to do a favor to someone you're sharing content with, do more than just a thumbs up. And I will add on to this one. And that is you actually even get more value by making sure you ask people to comment, not just react on it. That, mm. that boosts your visibility far more than just pure reactions. I love it. Before we go to the next one, if you go to socialsaleslink.com slash algo, it's going to redirect you to Richard's post to his, so you can look at the entire ebook, read the entire report. It's crazy amazing. So so that's just a redirect, socialsaleslink.com slash algo. All right, let's number seven. Number seven, new connections in the last two weeks. So I never thought of this and the importance around this, but all of a sudden sharing content around... Uh, like if you're, let's say you're doing outreach to people in a specific industry, they're going to, those people, I would start to kind of lump campaigns together, even though we have lots of ways to connect in the warm market space. But now what it's telling us is that the newest connections in the last two weeks are more likely to see your content. So if we block out the industries that we're writing to, and then for two weeks, we're connecting with those people and sharing content relevant to those people. We are going to start to really attract them to us and they're going to immediately you know, see the value that we bring to them, specifically to that industry. So that's my takeaway from that. Anything exciting you took? I totally agree with this kind of batch processing concept mm -hmm. that, you know, Think about your prospecting efforts and let's make sure for this next two weeks, this is what I'm going after and have content ready that you're going to start posting so that those new connections are seeing it and you stay in their feed. So everything you said. Love that. Love that. Love that. Number uh, eight, okay. liking Number a post eight. increases the chances of you seeing their next post by 30%. Yeah. So this is, you know, we want to go and ring their bell. 
But if we engage with them, and I'm assuming commenting will as well. Um, oh, no, that's a different, that's our number nine. I'm jumping ahead. But liking this 30%, right? So when you go to ring someone's bell because you want to stay in front of them, make sure that you are also liking their post so that you'll see that. Now you're ringing their bell, so you'll likely see it. But let's say it's someone you're on the fence. I don't want to see necessarily everything all the time in my notifications. Simply by engaging with their stuff, you're likely to see it in your newsfeed. And like you said, on top of that, commenting is number nine, and that increases visibility by 70 to 80% that you'll see their next post. So there's two things that I take away from both of these, right? Yes, we want to engage so we see their stuff, but we definitely want to encourage engagement, right? Because we want to reach out. So if we have a post and I want to be on Gunner Hood's radar, when I post something and I ask a gunner, you know, as a digital master, you know, I'd love your insights and comments here. That's very specific to his expertise. And I get those comments, right? Then Gunner is 70 to 80% likely to see my next piece of content. If I'm understanding this research right, it's not just I need to go out, which you do because engagement is critical, but not just that I'm going out to like and comment, but asking for the perspective of your prospects on your content. Again, make sure that you've got this one-two punch, right? I hate to use that term, actually, but I used it anyway. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. So you are sharing first a piece of content that will completely highlight their expertise. And the next piece of content will be a resource that can help them solve a problem leading to your solution. So you want to make sure that you have this combination now. And I think that's my biggest takeaway from this whole report is making sure we have this combination that's driving the right people to see the right stuff at the right time. Yeah. One thing I'll add on to that is often when I'm, you know, sitting in front of groups of people talking about LinkedIn, they share with me, I just see so much garbage in my newsfeed. Well, what we're sharing with you right now are great tips on how to reshape what shows up in your newsfeed. So you have greater control over what that is versus just random. Love, right. love, love. Number 10 now. Number 10. And that is sending a direct message increases the chances of them seeing your next post by 85%. This to me, Gunner, is unbelievable. So our favorite things to talk about, and definitely one of my favorite things to do, is sending a video message from mobile to your first degree connections. Just something quick with value. It gets them connected. But that is now a DM, whether it's a video or text, I don't think it matters. And now they're likely to see your content. So let's say we decide this week we're going to focus on getting a message in front of sales trainers, okay? So now I'm going to reach out and send a direct message to all my first-degree sales trainers, something that's valuable to them, that's meaningful to them, even if it's just a personal 
you know, it's been a few months since we last spoke and I just want to drop in and say hello. If you have any questions or you want to reconnect, let me know. I'm always happy to chat. Something as simple as that, they will now start to see your content, right? And so this is where like, it's like this dual approach is again, the biggest thing I'm learning from this new algorithm is you need to have your, your strategy is around two things now, not just one, because one thing affects the next. So we need to make sure that when we are coming up with a new content strategy that we're thinking in, in twins versus, you know, single content. It just goes to the, the point that LinkedIn wants to reward people for conversation. And so yeah. all of the actions that you, you know, that you've just described are there to help stimulate conversation. And when you do that, you get rewarded or you see more or they see more of your content too. So the next one I love. All right. Number 11, saving a post helps the author and prioritizes them in your feed. So I love this. And most people don't even realize you can do this, but on any piece of content, if you click on the three dots, you can save the post. It goes into like your bookmarks. And so you can go back to see it later. I save polls that I, you know, I save content from people that I might want to engage with later. So if you ultimately are in a, looking to engage with a an author now or maybe in two or three days. So the way, way I Gunner shares something, Gunner attracts lots of the same people that I want to engage with. I save his post, I react and comment, and then I may want to come back in three days to see who else is engaging, even though I'll get some notifications around it, but then I can go back and, and consciously engage with other people that are engaging. That is good for me. LinkedIn says, wow, she's really taking this content seriously. And it's great for Gunner because his content was saved. They're like, wow, his stuff is really valuable. So that's a win-win on that. And the save button is just beautiful because things move so quickly sometimes in the feed that it's hard to go back and find them, but it's easy when you just hit the save button. And now we know it helps people too. So awesome. number yeah. 12, LinkedIn is prioritizing the content you are consuming. Example, video, sliders, polls. And so know that the kind of content your prospects are consuming, know what kind of content your prospects are consuming. Yeah. So I, you know, with all of the study that, yeah, sliders with seven pages are doing really well, knowing, you know, where video is falling in. Even more importantly is knowing what type of content your prospects consume. Do they like the sliders? Do they like video? So how do you know this? Just go into their, their activity and look at what they're engaging on. And Make sure that you are creating content that is very typical of kinds of content that they'd engage. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. So number 13 strays a little bit out of just the free version. And it says that content based on your sales navigator saved leads is prioritized. Yeah. And you know, if you have sales navigator, I would not be spending any time really on your, your LinkedIn.com homepage or feed because sales navigators feed is is magic even with all the filters but you will see more of that i like teddy's comment he says i call referring to the last point i call that social snooping to understand yes. i think you call it social listening but sno social snooping is kind of fun yeah i call that that's right i call that social listening i've got other 300 milliseconds equals one view what's a flash oh i don't know if that's true 
if if I used to be three seconds, but I don't know. I have to read the. Um, oh, that's a very specific. All right, let's keep going. All right, number fourteen. If you endorse or recommend a connection, you will see more of their content. Yeah. So this is. It just makes sense, right? But be careful with endorsing. There's, I get actually annoyed if someone endorses me for something they haven't experienced. So, and, and I'll actually, on occasion, I've hid that or, you know, but make sure if you're endorsing someone, you've experienced it. Now, if they are a content producer, you're engaging on their content and you endorse them for content, that's totally authentic, but don't recommend or endorse someone simply for the algorithm. Make sure that it's authentic. Number 15, the frequency of posts, 18 hours versus eight hours, but engaging in other people's content is not a detriment. Well, so I've, you know, we've been teaching eight hours, right? Six or eight hours we've been teaching for the last year. That means you post something. If you post something within the next six or eight hours, the first piece gets buried. Well, that has now gone to 18 hours. So I'm going to start teaching 24 hours. Don't share more than one piece of content within 24 hours, but you could go ahead and engage on hundreds of people's of co- content and that will not hurt your post. Only if you repost their content. So a lot of people ask questions about this going, I don't understand why is that? You know, because other channels want you to post a lot. And that is because LinkedIn is really focused on trying to drive conversation. So if you have a post that's engaging people, you're getting conversation, and then you post something else. Now you've confused and going, which topic is more important? So if you're getting good engagement on that post, let it run. Keep it going before you think about posting something else. Fabulous. Number 16, respond quickly to all comments and post a new comment on your post in 24 hours. Yeah. So this is interesting because a lot of people will post and then comment. Now I have edited posts right away because I have a spelling error or, you know, I do something. So now I'm thinking, make sure you write your post in a Word doc or a Google doc, right? So, and then get it right. And then before you actually hit the, you know, copy and paste it and hit the, the, the share button and don't comment on your own post first. And this is something so many people do. Like, this is a big thing. So we want to make sure that other people are engaging first. You engage with them. Once that's happened, you can go back and put in a comment. But it's also saying, come back and revive it in 24 hours by putting in another comment. And I'm curious if commenting on other people's comments in 24 hours counts or if it's a a comment on its own. But either way, I think it is a great opportunity. That'll be a great question you can ask Richard when you talk to him. I will. That's a great idea. All right. Number 17. And you kind of touched on this earlier, and that's inviting people to ring your bell. Absolutely. When people engage with you and you connect with them, you can say, you know, hey, I'm going to go ring your bell so I can see your content. If you like my content, please ring my bell as well. All right. Number 18. And this kind of is in addition to what we said in number 16, and that's don't edit your post in the first 10 minutes and don't be the first to comment on your own post. So, I mean, we kind of covered all of those. So we can just go to 19 then. Fabulous. Says, no more than 10 hashtags, 
10 emojis, two consecutive blank lines, or less than four lines. All of this is interesting because I do a lot that's less than four lines. So they definitely want the see more. So even though dwell time is down, the see more button is up. So you want it to be more than four lines. So they click through. It used to be five hashtags. They're saying no more than 10 now. Um, the first three are still the most important because many times it becomes part of the name in the URL are those hashtags. So eventually when Google is indexing our posts, which I hear is coming, the first three hashtags still matter. So I think they're just trying to say formatting and other things do make a difference and don't try and make it look too junky. Absolutely. So that's great. So what is next? Number 20, after you publish, engage on three or more of your network's posts. I think this one is so interesting. And the reason is, you know, you you put out content and then immediately go engage with other people's content. This is helping your content get seen. I don't think I've ever consciously done this. I'm sure I separate my engagement time with my posting time. It's two things in a play, two, it's two strategies in a play, two. Two scenes. Yeah. So, and two scenes. Oh, I'm thinking baseball play. Okay. It's, baseball. A, it's a double play. It's a double play. That's it. And the last one is your tip. It is quality or quantity. You know, at the end of the day, this is the most important thing is that your content is important and engaging to your audience. By far, that's going to matter more than anything else is that you've got great content that isn't leading with your solution. It's not a pitch, but it's leading to your solution. So So you're saying that you don't have to understand all the details of the algorithm if you just focus on quality it'll take care of itself? Um, No, it's a combination, but you have to, don't get known for putting out garbage, right? Like all, it, it, you can still create that they see it, but then if they don't engage on it or they start to think that it's, that you're irrelevant, they'll start missing your stuff. So, and not caring about your stuff, right? We want them to care. Double play, that's it. I think Gunnar said it, double play. The end of the day, guys, though, go, the key is put out good content and then follow the algorithm rules. And my last piece, that double play, almost everything we do needs to have, it's a two-step strategy. And that's the new algorithm. That's my big takeaway. Be known for being a trusted resource relevant to your business, but not all about your business. Yep, that's it. Absolutely. Gunner Hood, how much do I love hanging out with you? You are like incredible. I learn from you all the time and I love having you in our group coaching. So if any of you are interested, we've got group coaching where Gunner is almost always there helping out. Just go to socialsaleslink.com slash membership and make sure when you go to engage on Richard's um, ebook on his report, tag us in in the comments and we'll engage with you. Well, it's been an absolute blast and thrill, Bren. I appreciate you inviting me in to talk about this and uh, uh, 
so much fun. Got something out of it. Yeah. So when you guys are out and about, don't forget to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.